0: Hi, I'm Tara. And I'm Mike.
1: And this is Pizza Burger. Burger. A podcast that has nothing to do with pizza or burgers.
0: Maybe. You never know. I mean, it could happen.
1: they're not off-limit topics, but they're not the focus. Yeah. And food isn't the focus either. No. So let's manage those expectations now. <laughs> <laughs> the name has nothing to do with the subject matter. So that's a good start for a podcast, right?
0: Yeah, it sounded cool.
1: I don't know if I want to explain the name, where it came from. I think I want to wait until our 100th episode.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> which, this the plan right now is for this to be bi-weekly, so in two years, everyone can find out uh, yeah. <laughs> When, the, <laughs> what the name means. But I will say, for those of you who are listening, which is everyone, because there's no video component, I am wearing pajamas that have both a pizza and a burger on them.
0: And so is Peanut.
1: Oh, yes. Pina is here. Pina is our sound engineer. She is 15 years old and she is a Pomeranian. Yeah. So if there's any issues with the audio, if you hear any extraneous noise, please direct all complaints to her. Yeah. It is not our fault. We also have behind the scenes our producer, Peppy, who is also a Pomeranian. And don't even bother complaining to her because she will give you attitude back.
0: Very true. Peanut's... Uh possibly hard of hearing so we don't we don't know how that's gonna go but she's trying
1: yeah i mean she can watch the levels she can visibly see them true although she is
0: falling asleep so
1: i'm not gonna explain what the name means but i am going to say how this podcast came to be and i have been asking mike my fiance we are a couple we are engaged it's good to address that. Oh, yeah. Peanut's single though. She is. So she's on the market. They, re- um, they
0: replaced the dog behind us with another dog of the same name that she doesn't know anymore. So.
1: That's right. She had um, kind of a boyfriend.
0: We, we had a friend. She had a friend behind her named Cody, but Cody has since moved on, and another Cody has been purchased. Which so I th- find it weird that they call the dog Cody.
1: And it looks exactly the same. Does it?
0: I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, I've seen Cody uh, out in the wild. And but we do have a dog. We are surrounded by dogs. We have a dog on one side of us named Cooper. But we call him, of course, Pooper. Mm -hmm. He is very obsessed with Peanut. He gets very excited when he sees her. He spends all of his time that he has outside, not playing, not roaming the yard, not having fun as a dog. He literally just stands on their deck looking over our fence at Peanut. Yep. And that's how he is choosing to spend his little doggy life.
0: If Cooper barks at Peanut, Peanut will bark back at Cooper and they'll like growl at each other through the fence. When they're out on a walk, Peanut doesn't care about any other animals at all and completely ignores Cooper.
1: It's like they don't exist.
0: Yeah. It's like they've never met before, and they don't care to meet. Well, Cooper cares, but Peanut doesn't care. Both of our dogs are relatively uh, anti-so- anti-social on walks, except with humans. Yes. That come up to them and with their squeaky voices, and they're like, ooh, yes. what a cute dog. Like They're used to that pitch of voice, so I think...
1: It's comforting to it's, them.
0: Yeah, they know they're going to get pets or something, or the, the person thinks they're cute, so
1: they'll turn to mush.
0: Yeah, essentially. I mean, Peanut's not always the most affection of dogs, but Peppy will generally uh, go after some love.
1: Oh yeah. There was a young lady who approached Peppy and Peppy basically put her head on her thigh and closed her eyes and let her pet her for as long as she probably wanted. We could have stood there for an hour. But anyway, how this podcast came to be. I had been begging Mike to do a podcast for Christmas this year, one of my presents was a microphone. And I thought at first that it was just a better microphone to record um, voiceovers for videos or whatever I wanted to do with it. As he handed it to me, he said, okay, I'll do it, which meant he would do the podcast with me.
0: And for the record, it's not a better microphone. It's much, probably, probably much worse than the one she has.
1: It probably is worse. (laughs) I don't even know the Brand?
0: It seems to be working. I mean, it's just from Amazon, so.
1: Yeah, it's just a microphone. My microphone, the only problem is it's very long. It's like a foot long.
0: You can move it away from me, though.
1: That's true. But it's not like a cute little podcast microphone that most people would use. Yeah. It's like something that would be on the end of a boomstick, honestly. I
0: burped. Cut that out. Edit. Edit the burp.
1: Pina, (laughs) edit out the burp. No, it's for later. She's struggling to keep her eyes open, so that's (laughs) pretty much.
0: That's kind of as, as expected.
1: So, I had been wanting to do a podcast for a very long time. I would say my biggest inspiration and probably a hint as to the future format of the show was the Jenna Julian podcast, RIP. In fact, I've been wanting to do this podcast since they were still recording the Jenna and Julian podcast. Yep. So, yeah, it's not like I'm saying we're here to fill the void of the Jenna and Julian podcast, but if I had to choose one that I would like to follow in the footsteps of, format-wise, it would be that. Because every week they just talked about whatever they wanted to. Sometimes they would do a deep dive on a subject. Sometimes they would just play games. Sometimes they would just talk about their lives. And that's what I want this to be. But I do feel from time to time, we'll have reoccurring segments. And the one that I would like to start with is what I've been doing during the panda. Okay. And that is rewatching movies as an adult. Oh. So yeah. rewatching movies from when I was eighteen or younger as an adult.
0: And it's been quite a trip. Which movies have you watched so far?
1: Probably the most uh relevant one would be The Matrix because a new Matrix is coming this year.
0: Yeah, which at the time we were confused uh, a friend of mine had told us, "Oh, the Matrix movies are leaving HBO," and I mistakenly equated that to, "Oh, the Matrix movie, Matrix Four, must be coming out this month because because why would they Why would they get rid of it? You know, it doesn't really to me. It didn't make a lot of sense, and it still doesn't make a lot of sense because I don't believe they're on HBO anymore, and the movie doesn't come out till December, so.
1: But why wouldn't they leave them on so people who might be interested could watch the first ones and be exactly. on board for the fourth one exactly. and get excited?
0: That was our intention. We watched them. Obviously, the first one's great. The second one like, leaves you wanting more. And the third one is just an action movie. And it's, you know, yeah, it's like the CGI is weird. There's so many different criti- critiques you can have on The Matrix because of, like, when it was made. and But it, it just does still feel relevant today. And the... Uh, I hope the new movie's good, but I I, I wish, now we're going to have to find a way, because we're going to end up watching them again, probably in November. Yeah. So we'll probably have to find a way to do that that's as easy I as- I own them. We I don't... have the DVDs. Oh, you have all of them? Yeah, I oh, have okay.
1: the Anna Matrix.
0: Yeah, I remember, I haven't never really watched that.
1: I, I didn't really either, but they're all in the DVD set. So we can watch it.
0: Oh, okay. But, I didn't realize that.
1: So, The Matrix, The Waterboy, I watched um, The Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm apparently a lot of adam sandler movies but growing up you know in the 90s he was it was all adam sandler movies it's kind of fun because you're see either getting jokes you didn't get as a kid or you're realizing the ways in which these movies affected you in your adult life yeah that you wouldn't have realized and my biggest revelation from watching the matrix is that i'm pretty sure i only dated my first boyfriend because he looked like keanu reeves well
0: there you go
1: did i even like him I like don't know. that's what i'm like i'm questioning my entire life at this point and that's why i highly encourage you to if there were movies that like you remember watching because i like the water boy was just like on all the time on tv i don't think i was choosing to watch it because like, that's like a weird i mean i mean that was a trip on its own the other movie I wa- we watched you seeing it for the first time and me seeing it for the first time as an adult was Rain Man.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was a huge part of my childhood and why? I have no idea but I was just so obsessed with that movie. And it's like very sad. And yeah. It like is sad. Very problematic cuz it's just Tom Cruise yelling at his brother who has autism, the way they portray his disease is not how we would say it today. No, and
0: and you're not going to see a movie like that. Ever again. Anymore. It's so weird. Like you think about that movie and then you think about a movie that came out like a decade later, which would be um, The Ringer. I forget what it's called. I want to say it was called The Ringer or something along those lines. Basically, it's a comedy movie starring Johnny Knoxville where he pretends to be handicapped or have some sort of mental um, issue where he can compete in the Special Olympics
1: like he pretends
0: he pretends
1: he's pretending in the movie he's not
0: he pretends to have down syndrome or to have autism so that he can compete in the special olympics and it's half of the movie was cast with real autistic and uh people with down syndrome that ended up having like bit roles in you know other comedic movies and tv shows but for the most part like the main character obviously johnny donaldsville is not Doesn't have Down syndrome, so...
1: Right, in real life.
0: In real life, so... And you get
1: cancelled today if you you, write a character and they don't have the... You get cancelled if you
0: just imitate, not even, like, act. Right. There's so... Those kind of movies will never be made ever again. So I think there's a, a value to watching them. Yeah. And, one, you get to see like dustin hoffman who's a triple a actor if you will or you know he's in all these amazing movies you get to see his range his acting range and the fact that he can kind of accurately as far as the movie goes oh yeah he's a good actor and it's very evident from from that movie but you never we're never going to get something like that again so there is value in watching it for like you say you have the, all those like you have like five or six different lines you quote from that movie that are funny that.
1: Yeah, And that's like, I would say there's a Venn diagram. There's movies I watched as a kid and didn't have like a super big impact on me. And then there's this other circle of the Venn diagram that are childhood defining movies, which could be a whole episode. And I fully plan on it being an episode. Rain Man fits both for me, because I watched it a million times, I had a VHS that I taped off of the TV of it. And I would watch it over and over again. My parents and my family would quote the movie all the time, and I would say the number one quote, if you haven't seen the movie, this won't make sense, but Kmart sucks, and Kmart sucks is from a part of the movie, it's not going to spoil it for you, where Dustin Hoffman's character, Raymond, which is mispronounced as Rain Man, needs to go to Kmart because he buys his underwear at Kmart, and part of his affliction, disease, I don't know what you would say, is that he really needs repetition and routine. So if he doesn't get his underwear at Kmart, he's very upset. And Tom Cruise, the whole movie is just Tom Cruise having like a hissy fit every 10 minutes over his knee. And one of them is he needs his underwear at Kmart. So Tom Cruise stops the car and has a fit on the, in the middle of the road screaming that Kmart sucks. And that's just something my whole family used to quote all the time so it's like it's weird for me now to watch it as an adult as this like funny thing that my family used to say casually and realizing that we were quoting tom cruise having a fit in the middle of the road over his own brother's special needs yeah so it's like that kind of it's a trip that's what i'm saying these kinds of things can be a trip That was a big revelation from Rain Man. It's like how I had no idea. Like, obviously, I was old enough to understand that there was something wrong with the character, as in he had something wrong with him. And I even hesitate to put it that way. But like, that's how I would have understood it as a child. And then watching it now, I'm like, we made fun of this and like, didn't take it seriously. And like, that's really awkward but i still think it's a great movie i still think it holds up it was 1988 i looked it up when it was made or when it came out and i think that it's still like it should still exist in the zeitgeist because we might portray these things differently now but that doesn't mean that the reality of how these people might be treated by their families doesn't exist yeah because just because we Like, portray it differently in the media, I think there are still instances where someone like Rain Man is going to get treated the way Tom Cruise treats him in the movie. Yeah. But I don't want to give away the ending. Obviously, like, it turns a corner. But how it all starts... I think could still happen today even though we choose not to portray it that way. But for example, I forget who it was. Was it Sia who wanted to um, cast an autistic character? I forget. But that happened and like she didn't cast someone with autism or whatever it was. But I'm a big fan of, speaking of podcasts, Take Your Shoes Off with Rick Glassman and he's going to star in a show where the main character has autism, and he has openly talked about finding out, like, at age 30-something that he had autism. So that's really interesting to me that, you know, he already has been an actor, but now he's going to star in a show about autism as a person with autism. So that's where we're at now with those kinds of things. But yeah, that's kind of been my... The one thing I've been doing all throughout, The Panda, and I think it's because usually I feel like I'm too busy to watch a full movie, 90-minute to two-hour movie, but at the same time, I'll sit down and watch three episodes of an hour-long TV show, yeah, which is here. longer than that, and like that doesn't feel like a commitment to me, but sitting down and watching a movie feels like a huge commitment. <laughs> uh,
0: so going back to Johnny Knoxville movies.
1: Uh-oh. I have not seen any Johnny Knoxville movies.
0: So Johnny Knoxville movies are crap movies for what they are. Obviously the Jackass movies are not. I wouldn't call them real movies. It's not. Yeah, you know, there's no plot. The Jackass movies were made for 12 to 30-year-olds 15 years ago. Like they just they're you're not going to make it was all part of that wave of there was Jackass and then there's there was the Wild Boys or whatever it was, which was like a few guys from Jackass, but it was a show on MTV. And then, like, a few of the people that were involved in the show passed away, like with an untimely deaths. They were young, and it kind of messed it all up. And then there were other shows that came out that, but Johnny Knoxville movies are generally the ones with plots. And actual actual movies are not that great. They're funny, and depending on what you're trying to get out of a movie there it can be good. But
1: wasn't there one about the water park action park?
0: That's what I'm getting to. So the movie where he pretends to have Down syndrome is called The Ringer. Okay. Um I've seen it a few times. It wouldn't fly today really in, So that it, was two thousand five that was two thousand five. In twenty eighteen he was in a movie that um did terrible <laughs> Uh, five out of five point one out of ten on IMDb, fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic gave it thirty six percent. I don't generally put a lot of weight into those ratings from um, from those people, but yeah. a, a movie that gets five out of ten on uh, IMDb has to be have some redeeming qualities. It's called Action Point,
1: not okay. Action
0: Park, right? Obviously, there's,
1: but it's based on Action Park.
0: It doesn't say it, but the, but we know it. So we the, all know the little blurb on Google is DC is a crackpot owner of Action Point, a low rent, out of control amusement park where rides are designed with minimum safety and maximum fun. As in a loop. his daughter comes to visit, and a corporate mega park opens in a you know nearby town. I've ac- never seen this movie. I would watch it just because of how you know we know about the actual park we watched the hbo documentary it was interesting and shout uh, out to
1: defunct land who did it first
0: yeah it seems like an interesting movie there's more in here that i'm seeing walking tall which is an ancient
1: does i think i remember seeing the previews for that action point and there was a water slide with a loop
0: Oh, I mean, it was a big part of the documentary, so...
1: Yeah, that was my favorite part, because they went into the physics of it and explained how it was made, and then explained, like, the exact injuries. That was the one thing the HBO documentary probably did better than Defunctland, to really get you to understand, like, how bad... How dangerous it that was. was, yeah. And how, like, people would get caught, like, scrape themselves on the bolts or whatever.
0: I forget that he was in Men in Black as well. He was? Yeah.
1: Oh, he's the sugar guy, right?
0: I thought so. In the second, I thought he was in the second one. This says he's in the first one.
1: Is he the sugar water guy? No. He's an alien, right? He,
0: so, in the second one, that's the one where the woman is the bad guy? Yeah. He's like a second head or something. Okay. I remember that character. He's that floating head. But I don't remember um, exactly what his character was in the first one. Because the only like cameo that I remember. In the first one was Tony Shalhoub. Oh, I remember Gets his him. his head blown off, but it grows back. And not really realizing that that was Monk at the time. To- like, how it all works out, like, Monk doesn't start until, like, 2004, or 5, or 6, probably. Yeah. So that's almost 10 years after Men in Black. And-
1: Another argument to go back and watch the movies from when you were a kid. Because you can point out all the people that were in it and see where they are now it's kind of funny when you see what movies they were in back then Look, like it
0: says david cross is in men in black and i'm blanking on
1: really i want to see maybe now he, i need to watch was... men in black as an adult maybe, i'm gonna maybe, add maybe that he was to my just list. A
0: voice oh maybe you know so there are things like that because that movie was half cg and half it just and it says johnny knoxville is just johnny knoxville it doesn't say that what it's... his um
1: i will watch men in black and i will report back
0: we ha- i found a men in Black two. Full screen version DVD in the basement, so we okay. own that.
1: Okay, we probably own the first one too.
0: It might be up in the stairwell. Who knows?
1: So, I keep like going. I think that's a podcast anyway. But I wanted to talk about. You said earlier you don't remember the first podcast you ever listened to, but I do. And my
0: first podcast that
1: you ever like got into listen to. Like, how would you get into the world of podcasts? You don't remember?
0: I mean, Joe Rogan, I guess.
1: I feel like that's pretty I wouldn't typical. call that a, like,
0: yeah, you call that a podcast, but that's so much, so many other, like, I haven't listened to that in...
1: Since it went to Spotify?
0: <laughs> well, uh, pretty much. I There's been a few that uh, he's had guests on that were interesting, especially, like, around the election time. I thought it was funny, the guests he had, you know... I, for as weird as he is, the Alex Jones podcast, I find hilarious. Well, because I think he's it crazy. Be
1: interesting to listen to. That's yeah, why obviously, I
0: don't. Y- you don't listen for the information. You listen because it's stupid and funny. At least that's why I listen. Most of what he's done in the past year, I haven't really been interested in because it has been a lot of pandemic-based stuff. And even if it's someone else that's funny, it's, for me, they just end up talking about the same things. If it's like him and another comedian, those... Joe Rogan plus comedian is the same conversation every time. It doesn't matter who's across the table from him, For the most part.
1: You can guarantee a few subjects are going to come up.
0: Pretty much every time. Pandemic, you hear aliens. It, yeah. 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 You can kind of tell based on, like, you're not going to he- hear aliens if he's got a doctor on. No. But if it's just, you know, some other comedian or, or an actor Steven or Dr. Stephen Allen
1: Greer. <laughs>
0: uh, then you don't know what he's going to talk about, but you, you can kind of guess a few things. Um, so I just kind of got bored with it. But I would say that would be my first podcast, but I'd call that more of like an interview chat show, whatever, radio, like I don't know, but I wouldn't call it a podcast now. It's too big. To... Oh, okay. It's like I it's see. own it's like thing. transcended. Yeah, in my opinion, it's something bigger than a podcast now. It's it's Joe Rogan. Like people don't say when you like when you said what's the first podcast you listen to? I didn't think of Joe Rogan, even Anymore. though even though it it was him. Yeah. Because You don't say, oh, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Like, you don't... It's just... You call it Joe Rogan or you call it JRE or something else because it's...
1: Like, your Jason Ellis guy now has a show. Would you equate the two? Like, I wouldn't call that a podcast.
0: um, Well, I haven't listened to him in a while just because I don't have satellite radio. He does his own stuff on YouTube and he has other podcasts and stuff. But I would call that a podcast because it's more niche. It's not, you know, it's not distributed in the same way. Like, he's not on... You now he might be on Spotify now. I don't I'm not sure. Um but that he's far more unique or concentrated in his it's like all action sports and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I I wouldn't call what I listen to on the Ellis show on Sirius a podcast either, I don't, you know, I just call it radio, I guess.
1: Yeah, a show, radio show.
0: Yeah. Um but I guess as far as like podcast podcast would be the Tannis stuff that you got me into.
1: Okay, so then I'll go first, because my first podcast I ever listened to was the Black Tapes podcast, which is a fictional podcast. But I swear, when I started listening to it, it might make me sound like an idiot. I thought it was real. I was on the fence of, is this a real story or not? That's how either because I was completely new to podcasts or because it's just very the way it's styled is very convincing that, like, these interviews. Um, so if you're not familiar with the Black Tapes, it's basically a, quote, reporter um, sets out to do a podcast about interesting jobs. But the first job she looks into is paranormal um, investigators. And she comes to interview this very famous paranormal investigator, or I should say, like, a paranormal I don't know what they call them, but he, like, is offering a million dollars to anyone who, using the scientific method, can prove that the paranormal is real. And then the show becomes just about that. And I just felt like the interviews and everything are so realistic in the beginning that it was real. Like, I thought it might be real. And I actually listened to this podcast on the way in the car to our first our second get together before we were dating of playing frolf frisbee golf
0: oh okay
1: so i actually started listening to podcasts the second time we ever hung out
0: oh okay i thought it was much earlier though that.
1: no that was my first time ever listening to a podcast hmm. so then as you said tanis is another fictional story but like told in a very realistic manner even though like the subject matter is really crazy tannis is another thing that if you weren't like in the world of podcasts or you didn't really understand what it was you might think that's real
0: yeah you could be convinced in the first few episodes that some it, it, it's either like derived from a truthful thing or um but i think after a few of the pot a few oh, episodes yeah. the jig is up and you're like oh this is almost very clearly fake yeah, but it's, at that point, it's so too interesting. Polished. <laughs> yeah, it's too polished. There's and too much going on. There's too much like post production. Yeah, that, and that's what the main like thing is. It's not
1: realistic it. the story because there's a lot of paranormal involved. But rabbits is another one of their podcasts that I feel the whole time could be real. P-
0: possibly, I, I don't know. I think all of them. Uh, it, maybe it's just like we grew up watching different things. But like, I think for the most part, like I was never duped. If you will, by any of them, I, I I find. But
1: to be fair, you knew from the start they were fake because I yes was I did. The one to introduce uh, my brain works a
0: little differently too, where I can kind of become engrossed and really like uh, obsessed with certain things, as far as um, storylines, especially with like science fictiony stuff. Where I'll get I'll get like obsessed, where I want, where if something doesn't provide enough of a. Stimulus to to a certain subject, I immediately go out and start looking for things that are like that thing, so I can have more of it. Mm-hmm. And for me, Tanis and its story is like right, like. In my wheelhouse as far as... Rabbits is two. Black Tapes, I found harder to get into.
1: Black Tapes, I feel, becomes repetitive.
0: A little bit.
1: And I don't know that they're going to continue it after the, what, three or four seasons. But Tannis, I feel like, could go on forever.
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. Now that I've re-listened to Tannis... Almost all the way through. I'm in season four. There are points at which you can kind of tell after the first two or three episodes of a season where they're like, okay, this is that kind of overarching plot they are using to as the backbone of the rest of the season. And in season three, I was like, kind of over whatever plot device they use to kind of keep the story moving. And I, I powered through it, and I've taken a little bit of time since I've last listened to it. But it's something about it and it's got this like Stranger Things kind of vibe where there's like some sort of, it's like science fiction mixed with like ancient culty stuff and me being a weird like history buff for weird stuff and liking science fiction-y Earth Prophecy kind of movies and TV and books and stuff. As far as, like...
1: What's an Earth prophecy?
0: Like, 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 uh... Movies that involve, like... Like, not like... I wouldn't say Lord of the Rings it would be something like that. But, like, even, like, uh... The Matrix is... Like, there's a... Neo is the one. He's coming back to save the planet. Oh, okay. Like, stuff like that. Where there's this overarching storyline of... Someone's gotta save the world. But My it's mommy. not superheroes. It's some other darker thing or you know like Watchmen would be kind of I would think similar not necessarily earth earthy prophecy kind of thing but of that kind of darker aspect of weird things going on and I don't know I like Tannis the most out of all of them I think it's the most well done Rabbits was the most like wild of a ride I would say it felt like it, it ramped up really quick it's
1: Yeah, it's only one that could potentially happen in real life.
0: Yeah, I would say that's accurate. The the
1: idea for those who haven't listened, it's an alternate reality game. So it's kind of like Cicada and the numbers that come after Cicada. I don't know, but that um, that puzzle that originated online where there was like this secret like clue and if you decoded it and you put it like in an image search I forget how people solved it but it was just text but then if you like put the text in a text file it was like a url to an image of a cicada and then there was like another clue and people weren't sure if it was like a way to recruit people into a government agency or a secret society and it went from being online to giving you coordinates to the real world so you had to like actually go out and continue the mystery in the real world and that's like what rabbits was about but it was not about cicada and the numbers <laughs> i yeah. want to look up the numbers but um it was like that where these people were kind of playing this game that was like
0: it's like internet internet plus geocaching equals rabbits Kind internet, of, yeah. Internet plus, plus video de- games. Yeah, it was like internet, video games, geocaching, and, like, implied danger. <laughs> yeah. It, it is essentially what rabbits is. It's like internet puzzles in real, like you say, in real yeah. life.
1: So that's why I feel it could happen in real life, because there's been examples of things like rabbits existing, like the cicada thing. Now I need to look up the numbers.
0: So I would say, uh, going through, like, I have... I use the Google Podcast app, so not everything is on there. Like, but so like, there's Tanis. There's another podcast of the same people. The last movie, which is also,
1: I listen to that.
0: I I like it. Um, we listened to that together. That was together. Nick from Tanis. Right? Yeah, that's what the I'm character. saying. Character. I I think I like Nick as a character the best. Carly from Rabbits is good too, but the, the for me the Black Tapes is like the the my least favorite. Then I would say. Probably last movie because I'm the least familiar with it. Then rabbits. Then Tanis. But at least so th- these are the ones that I'm subscribed to.
1: It's Cicada three three zero one.
0: And I'd also like
1: to correct myself. I said Stephen Allen Greer. I made up his middle name. It's just Stephen Greer.
0: Ah, well, there you go. Um, so Tanis, Joe Rogan's on here, but not on it. The last movie. Um, then there's some stuff I've like kind of like pity followed, but never, never, <laughs> li- never listened to a single episode. And one is the Tully Show, which is this guy Mike Tully, who's Jason Ellis's co-host.
1: Oh, it's not within the Black Taped universe. No, no, no.
0: This is just oh, all podcasts podcast. that I've subscribed to. There's also the Jason Ellis podcast, which he's had, and this is probably the reason why I don't get into his stuff anymore. He's had like six or seven different podcasts or or internet shows because they. Change over time. It seems like his interests changed so drastically. He can't have. He's got to have a show about motocross, and he's got to have a separate show about music because his his interests don't necessarily jive with each other. So he's had like different versions of different pot. It used to be called ellistronics because that was his dad's electronics store in Australia when he was growing up. Oh, okay. So he called it ellistronics Well, after two years, he stopped making it, and then eventually brought awesome it's called awesome world which i don't it says the last episode was january 18th of this year so he could have something else going on now yeah which i'm pretty sure is on youtube
1: but i feel like the people that are going to listen to that the most are just fans of his not fans of those subjects no one's
0: going to like stumble across his podcast unless he has a a lot of good uh guests yeah and he does he knows a good amount of people he's essentially like the poor man's joe rogan that's who (laughs) he's like the poor man's unfortunately I like Jason, but he's like the poor man's Joe Rogan who will dive into more risque subjects, if you will, that aren't necessarily like safe for work. Not that Joe Rogan is safe for work as far as like explicit language and other things. Yeah. But Jason Ellis' podcasts are generally a little more adult. Raunchy? Uh, Ronchi's not necessarily more like more sexual content. They talk about more Adult-related things, but he's had a a weird life where I have a few of his books, and there's a reason why he's into all that stuff because he's a very alternative guy. It's like people think, oh, Joe Rogan's like this very like kind of liberally. I don't want to assign a a political value to him, but I think a lot of people see him in a lot of different ways.
1: Oh yeah, there's people. A lot of women like won't even date a guy that says they've watched. Yeah, exactly.
0: Podcast. So, like, I look at him as like a liberal voice, but I could see like he's into shooting guns and hunting. He's into like a lot of conservative things, but I don't have a problem with it. So I don't, it doesn't bother me. Well, but I think a lot point. of people have this like viewpoint of what he is, and I don't think that's necessarily accurate. He is kind of like the every man's podcast or the every person's podcast, where you don't really know what he's going to talk about on any given day, and you might like it, you might not. But you might hang around just to hear his voice. Right.
1: And that's why I don't like the blanket statement of if a guy watches it or a girl watches it, they're this or that. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say I was like watching every episode, but I would do it based on the guest.
0: Yeah, so I would say you and I particularly would listen to... The conspiracy theory, the aliens, the, the
1: astronauts,
0: the astronauts, the I'm gotten to a lot of alternate history stuff mm-hmm. through Joe Rogan. That would be uh, Graham Hancock and a few other people.
1: Well, everyone's listened to the Bob Lazar.
0: Uh, yeah, everyone's listened to the Bob Lazar. There's the Jeremy Corbell one. is it that with the, them the... together? So or is he
1: on it alone?
0: He might have an episode with him alone. I'm not sure. There's definitely one with him, Jeremy Corbell, and Bob Lazar, and there's another one with Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp.
1: I've seen both of those. Um, so... And the bunker guy. Not bunker. Um, under Urban Explorer. Yeah, yeah, the guy, he looks like book. David
0: Cross. He, he looks does. looks like, almost identical to David this Cross.
1: This guy wrote a book about urban exploring, and he was doing it in London, and he got arrested because of it, and, like, it was Took a his whole... passport
0: away. It was a whole crazy thing.
1: Yeah, it was really crazy. I would have enjoyed that no matter who was interviewing him. Yeah. Because yeah. he talked most of the time. It wasn't like Joe Rogan added anything to that besides giving him the spotlight. Asking
0: questions that would drive it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, he provided a large platform for this guy. And it was a very interesting topic. And he was on the podcast promoting his more recent book, which was about preppers. Mm-hmm. And he went and interviewed and spent time with people who prep. And I would love to read that book. I'm yeah. very interested in... The psychology behind being a doomsday prepper.
0: Um, So just finishing my list here. Okay. Obviously, there's the Public Radio Alliance podcasts in here. That's Tannis, Last Movie, Rabbits, Black Tapes.
1: Which used to be Pacific Northwest something. Stories.
0: That's how they describe...
1: That's like their fake network.
0: That's like... Yeah, that's like in their world...
1: They're like in who they That's like, the, it was they like what for.
0: It's like what their company used to be called.
1: Yeah, it's like um when before they were on, podcasts, when yes. they were on actual radio. And it it was, was called Pacific, Pacific Northwest, Northwest Stories. stories. Yeah. Which Pacific Northwest just saying that Pacific Northwest brings up so much like um imagery of like mystery and the woods and like what's in there and like Bigfoot. So like that's a really good setting for all of those stories.
0: the other thing so like there's just podcasts i should love i should in theory watch or listen to every episode of this podcast and i've never listened to it at all and that's the uh rooster teeth Achievement hunter guys it's called off topic podcast yeah and they have like three i could listen to an episode a day and not catch up for a year and a half Mm -hmm. and uh i haven't listened to a single one and I, i think i just prefer to watch them playing minecraft honestly but It's one of those things where I've never been like a huge podcast consumer. I go to podcasts when I want to learn something in general Mm -hmm. or be entertained without having to put a lot of effort in. Mm -hmm. Or like while you're in the car or doing some other menial task that you can't sit down and enjoy actual content.
1: Right. And I would say I'm avid podcast consumer where if there's there's rarely a moment of silence. So, if I'm doing laundry, if I'm cleaning, if I'm washing the dishes, there's a podcast going. I almost never do anything without listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Basically, if I'm not sitting down and able to look at a TV, I'm listening to a podcast.
0: Yeah. Um. So, like, the whole reason we got on this topic was you saying, oh, well, Jen and Julian, how this will end up. That's kind how of I want to model a, it a little after. Bit. So, I don't have anything to model. So, like, I'm fine with that as far as. Yeah. I don't have really much to base it off because most of mine have been like radio dramas.
1: But you're okay with what I'm choosing to model it off?
0: Yeah, from. yeah. So far, obviously, if there's <laughs> something you go, well, we're doing this today, and I don't want to do it.
1: I <laughs> we'll wouldn't talk. make you do something. But uh, we lost our
0: sound enge- our engineer. Our sound
1: engineer is not in her seat. Where'd she's she not. Go? She's on the floor. Is she over she's there? Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe she'll be fired. I, I don't.
0: Well, maybe she's got a remote app too.
1: That must be it. Yeah. Because she wouldn't just skirt her duties like that. So I know, like, people listening don't know us at all. But I didn't want to make this episode, like, get to know us. What's your favorite color? So I just wanted to say, I think it was a good segue. Like, my first podcast was The Black Tapes. It was our second time hanging out. I just wanted to say how we met. So Mike and I used to work together at a local news station. And... That's where we met, and we hit it off pretty quickly, I'd say. Like, we were very chatty with each other, and I thought you were cute. Me too. You thought you were cute?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, um, obviously, like, it's a tricky subject when you talk about dating a co-worker, so it wasn't like I we jumped right into it. But basically, like, any free time we had at work, which if you work in TV, you have a lot of... They call it hurry up and wait where you're like sitting around waiting for things to start. But you have to be ready to go at any moment. Live TV. Live TV. Yeah. So even though things start at a certain time, sometimes you've got like a sport game that goes a sport game. Like I've never heard of a sport.
0: In in (laughs) local live television, there tends to be a lot of like 30 to 40 minute segments of just be prepared to start. Essentially. And it happens like three or four times a day, almost every day where you're just kind of sitting around being prepared.
1: Yeah. You just have to be where you're supposed to be and there. So I would take every opportunity to hang out near Mike and get to know him. And eventually there was a situation that came about where we were discussing golf And I was saying how I like golfing, but I don't have anyone to go with. And Mike offered to go golfing with me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like this happens with friends, anyone you know, people love to make plans that never happen. And it's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people sit around and like, we should do this and we should do that. And then nobody takes out a planner and actually plans it. But we said that like on a Saturday. And then the next day I came into work, the first thing Mike said to me was, When are we going golfing? So I pulled out my planner and we chose a date. We went and played golf. and went well. While we were golfing. Regular golf. Regular golf. That's important. While we were golfing, I was explaining to Mike what frisbee golf is, which is what I do a lot with my dad, or I was doing a lot with my dad at the time. And he had never played it, so we made plans to go play frisbee golf.
0: Frisbee golf was new to me at the time I knew kind of exactly what it was like the obviously I played golf so frisbee golf is not that much different
1: the mechanics yeah and how it works essentially it's the
0: strokes and whatnot but um what I didn't realize I essentially played frisbee golf with like soccer balls growing up me and my buddy AJ that's
1: a thing now soccer golf
0: okay well yeah I was gonna call it exactly that soccer golf basically when you grow up in, like, a rural area in the woods where there's, like, lots of, like, wooded fields, if you will. Which
1: you did and I Wh- did not.
0: Yeah, which I did. Uh, me and my buddy AJ, growing up, we would do a number of things, which was golf but with different sports where we were, like, throwing baseballs through the woods trying to hit a particular tree in it. We would measure, you know, how many strokes it took us to get there and we'd square each other. We did it a lot with soccer balls and, like... Wiffle balls. We would try and do it with baseballs at bats. When you there's no internet and no cell service where you live growing up through the 2000s, you find weird ways of keeping yourself uh, entertained. And a lot of it was just doing stupid stuff in the woods.
1: I never knew you didn't have internet that long.
0: So growing up, we had dial-up internet. Well, yeah. For, you know, when I was in... So when we first moved back to New York, there was... We didn't have internet in the house for oh. like a year or two. Wow. And then, then we got dial-up, and then we like eight or nine years goes by, and then we got DSL. What?
1: Eight or nine years? Yeah. So That's I didn't have crazy. high-speed
0: internet in my house until I was probably in junior or senior in high school.
1: Wow, I never knew that
0: the cell towers were spotty at best where I lived. Yeah. Now it's a lot different. They still struggle with internet availability up there, I guess. That's but, a
1: huge problem
0: in New York. Um, I I don't necessarily have an issue with it. I understand that like you can't pick where you're gonna grow up, like where your parents live when you're born, and it should be available to everyone.
1: It's becoming a an human right, like water. Yeah, and that's
0: what people say, and that's that's perfectly valid, I think. If you're going to choose to live in a place that's... If you're going to make the, the decision to live in a rural area, you have to make some concessions. That was the argument 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can say that now.
0: You, you really can't. The problem with the that argument, and the I didn't really have a take a stance on this, obviously, as a kid growing up, but we heard plenty about we don't want to hear or we don't want to see Wind. Oh, the tower. Uh, wind turbines.
1: Wind? Oh, like for energy?
0: Yeah. Like The, the idea was to stick on top of some of the mountains because it was really windy. One of the mountains was already developed because it was a ski resort. You could stick one at the top and who really cares? They were just argument for argument sake where they say, oh, well, it's going to make the mountain look bad. Well, it's a ski mountain and in the summer there are these giant swaths <laughs> of trees cut out and carved out of the side of this mountain. That's Perfectly visible all summer long.
1: You can see the ski lift from miles away. You
0: can you yeah, you can you can see the ski trails like so. I lived you know, ten miles away from this mountain, in a hundred yards from my house, from my driveway. You go up this hill and around the corner, and boom, there was the top of the ski resort. And it was very visible in the winter. You could see very visibly the ski the trails, and if you looked hard enough. You could see little black dots moving down the trail. Like you have to look very, you'd have to concentrate, and but you could see it. If you had a a binoculars, you could very visibly see them, and probably see the ski lifts.
1: You can see them from the highway. The lifts. The poles that hold the lift. Maybe. I've on the Northway. Well, you can't
0: see Gore from the Northway.
1: Well, whatever. I think it's West Mountain then. Yes. You can see the ski lift.
0: Hmm. Um, Yes, there you can see. That's a much smaller mountain. It's a little bit different of a situation. And it's not in the Adirondack Park, which is... Oh, so you're talking
1: like... Were they talking about the high peaks?
0: No. Because I think that's a
1: protected area.
0: Well, it it is as long as it's public property. So the ski resorts are... Privately owned. Privately owned. Used to be run by the state. It's like a whole weird thing. I am not up on it because I don't live around there anymore. But the idea was... Their main argument was don't put a wind turbine because it's going to ruin the view. But the mountain already looks bad in the summer because
1: half the trees
0: are gone. So I didn't really, I wanted better cell service because I was a kid and about to go to college and all that was beneficial to me.
1: Yeah, understandable.
0: Um, and, And I think the people don't really understand like there's this high speed internet problem up there the problem is that the companies don't want to run the lines and spend all the money to give people fiber or cable in the right way so they can have internet. and that's their this the company they're trying to make money. i get it. if you, they would just subsidize verizon or at&t to build some cell towers, you could have everyone internet. could have high speed internet. like cell towers are fast enough now. we have wireless internet. it's called cell service.
1: I've lived off of a hotspot on my phone before in college exactly. when we I just had no internet for 2 months. I lived off of my phone as a hotspot and it was not great, but it was doable.
0: Yeah, and now that, you know, 5G exists and Yeah, that was like, like everything's remarkably, fa- you know, everything's 100 times faster than it was 10 years ago and 50 times faster than it was 5 years ago. So I think that's all, you know, but when you don't have any of that, going back to what we previously talked about, when you don't have internet and hi- all these other Things.
1: You get creative. You get
0: creative, so you end up playing soccer
1: <laughs> as golf. As
0: golf, where you're golf trying as to soccer. ping a soccer ball off a tree from a hundred yards away in two kicks, and that's not really possible unless you're a good athlete. <laughs> but that's what we would do. We would also use old wooden golf clubs and hit rocks with them uh, and stuff like that because you know you don't have a thousand golf balls right. <laughs> to waste in the woods.
1: And that's like why. You, well I don't know if that's why but you were open to playing frisbee golf. Now were you open to playing frisbee golf to spend more time with me or because well, you that found point, it interesting? The
0: whole point of the golf in general is to spend time with
1: you. Aww. Yes. Well I didn't know that at the time and I will explain that I was even more confused after the fall game because at the time I feel an integral part of the story is at the time you were employee of the month. Yeah. You were employee of the month and I recognized his name from the email that everyone got that always every month you get an email saying who the employee of the month was so when I was introduced to Mike I was like oh you're the employee of the month and that was like our icebreaker of like
0: yeah I was immediately embarrassed <laughs> yep <laughs> there was a third person there
1: a co-worker
0: a co-worker this guy Nick who didn't end up working there for very long no. and in fact
1: The day he quit was the day I got to sit with you and do graphics. Yeah, so he
0: basically (laughs) had trained her for for another position. Yeah, and the shift was split up into two, two parts, a split shift, and... He... It was his last day, and he trained her for the first half of the day, and then just didn't come back for the second half of his shift. (laughs) He had told me this, so I knew it was going to happen, which I was fine with.
1: He wouldn't have done it if he didn't feel I could do it. Yeah,
0: he wouldn't have left if he didn't think Tara could handle it. And at that point, she'd worked there for probably six months to a year.
1: No, it was only two and a half.
0: Two and a half months. So, um... But she, you know, she was... She wasn't as inept as as the rest of some of the employees were that had come through that building at the time that needed, like, a lot of training. She kind of immediately picked up on what the job required. So Nick was like, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back tonight.
1: And he just didn't come back. So I got to sit with Mike and that was very exciting for me because I got to show off, like, that I was good at the thing I was just trained on and I got to sit with him and whatever. But that was our big icebreaker was that he was employee of the month. So after this fall game, I'm sitting on like I'm sitting on my car, like on the trunk and we're chatting. And I asked you what the benefits were of being employee of the month. Like, I knew you got a special parking spot, but you said there was movie tickets involved. He had gotten two free movie tickets. So in my mind, I'm like, well, this is your chance. Ask me to a movie and we're talking about it. And then he doesn't. And then he gives me a high five.
0: Well, I didn't know if she was into me at the time, so...
1: I feel like... I guess I shouldn't say, because everyone's different, but... At this point, I've hung out with you two times. This is the second time. Yeah. And I'm like... I feel I was hinting pretty hard. Like, you should ask me on a movie, because you have these free tickets. And I liked that idea, too, because it would take the pressure off of, like, who's paying. And... I was met with a high five and I told all my friends I was friend zoned. I said I, and specifically what I said was I was the first case of a man friend zoning a woman is what I told all my friends. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but you didn't. And then um, the third outing was mini golf. So we rounded out the golf, the golf, the most ex- widely accepted forms of golf. That's our anniversary. That was the day we started dating June 17th. 2016. Are you... can? You look confused.
0: Well, it's our five-year anniversary.
1: This year. Yep. 21 minus 16.
0: Oh. <laughs> for some reason, I thought it was 22. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. But now we are engaged. We have been engaged for a little over a year. And we're getting married next year. In the fall. So, yeah. So, basically, if you found this interesting or you're just... So into podcasts that you literally run out of new ones to listen to, like me, and you somehow came across us. Thank you for listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Basically, Thanks for letting us ramble.
1: Yes. Um. Future episodes will have episodes. Episodes <laughs> will have either a topic, a pre-planned topic, or a decided upon activity such as a game. Yep. I have a few in mind. If you have any. You know what? I was going to say comment, but there is nowhere to comment. For now, we are going to have this podcast as a bi-weekly podcast, and that might change in the future. For now, there is only an audio component, but that might change in the future. So we're just going to see where it goes and what feels right to us. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Mike has brought Peanut over to his microphone.
0: You want to say goodbye, Peanut? (laughs) Can you hear that?
1: I heard her sniff, yeah.
0: Say goodbye. He's
1: kissing her. Hmm. He has... I know I said at the beginning of this podcast that Peanut is single, but I think her ideal situation... I think she honestly feels like she is dating Mike, and she still hasn't come to terms with the fact that we are engaged, and she is, in fact, not dating Mike. That's something we have to address not on the podcast. Just that's That's a private matter.
0: I mean, I'm fine with how it is. Obviously, you and Peanut have to deal with that. That's not really...
1: Of course you're fine with how it is, because you give him all the attention. Yeah. Being the only man in the house. You don't get much attention from Peppy, though, which satisfies me. No, occasionally
0: me. Peppy gives me some attention.
1: Peppy and Mike's dynamic, to me, is the ultimate little brother, big sister situation. Peppy is the big sister in the situation, and in dog years, she is quite a bit older than both of us, but the way she treats Mike is like a big brother, a little brother.
0: Yeah, generally disregards any concern or... Thing i have to say to her
1: when he's annoying to her she completely ignores him yeah she huffs at him she's just not having it whereas peanut just stares at him with adoring eyes and with
0: her sad eyes <laughs> with
1: her sad eyes when they're open <laughs> so thank you for listening and we'll see you in two weeks
0: Bye-bye. bye
1: bye